Now, welcome to another Your Harrogate podcast with the best of life in Harrogate. You know, you can find us on the radio all the time, 24 hours a day, and also all over your social media as well. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok these days as well. But let's get in with our podcast. It's Nick Hancock, and it's a special one today. We've been catching up with North Yorkshire Fostering and meeting people who foster to hear what it's actually like to foster kids in North Yorkshire. And today we hear from from Karen. So here we are in Karen's kitchen having a lovely cup of coffee. Karen, thank you so much for agreeing to have a chat with me. And nobody ever likes doing this kind of thing. <laughs> Don't worry, nobody ever likes being interviewed. Um, but this, but this is this is a bit about your story and your journey. So. How long have you been fostering for? 20 years. So going back 20 years ago, what made you want to start on this journey? We wanted to give something back. We'd been successful in our businesses and we retired. And my husband thought, rather than me get bored and then go and buy another business, he'd sign me up to this. And, and at that point then, with the rest of your family then, so, so going back 20 years, your own children would be... Would Still be in high at, school. At home, going yeah. to secondary school. Yeah. So, so that, at that point, that's a conversation for everybody to um, have. Well, we didn't think we'd pass because of our past, being landladies and landlords. Um, but yeah, we, we'd said we wouldn't have done it. We weren't doing teenagers at the beginning because ours were teenagers. Um, we only did small people, so we did not to 10. And then now it's grown to whatever they put through the door. <laughs> and, and 20 years is a long time. I mean, sometimes it goes just like that. But obviously now your own children are grown up and have their own children. And, mm. and there will be, I mean, there'll be lots of learnings, lots of highs, lows along the way. If you had to kind of take us through a bit of that, 20 years and and whether it kind of got easier after so many years or whether it's always been a challenging thing to do how would you sum it up i think originally the children were put in to a foster home and then we worked with the birth family to get them back home now they leave them with the birth family and so it's got a lot harder because you're trying to undo a lot of more damage than it was originally. You could work with the birth family to get them back home, where now they leave it and leave it. And then one way it's good, because they're with their family, but another way I think we need to look back and see how it worked before. And and when somebody comes to you, when they're here for the, you know, the first week or so, how is that? It's terrifying, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I even think, oh, is this going to work? Are we going to get on? Are they going to enjoy the experience? Or are we going to have police at the door every night? Um, but yeah, they come in, they get the house rules that everybody buys by, and we just take it day by day then. And that that's what you've just said is a really critical bit of your approach to this isn't it Karen that that anybody who's under this roof is a member of the family and and what does that mean a member of the family they're treated like we would treat our grandkids and our own kids Um, they take part in family events 
they joined in basically. And so it's you're agreeing that you're going to engage. You can't you can't be a kind of doing your own thing, a lone ranger. You, you've got to actively. Yeah, and we also bring in their birth family as well. Yeah. We have grandparents come and visit and we try and be like an extension of their child's family and support their family as much as we support in the children as well. For fostering, you have to show, not, I hate the word normal, but what family life is really like. Myself and my husband don't shout at each other, don't argue. So that's a big, big thing for these children that they're not hearing these arguments all the time. It's just, we have a banter, but we laugh it off. I think some of the children are quite frightened about that because it's not normal to them. Or the waiting, especially when they first come in, the waiting for that, where's the bangs, where's the shouting, where's the slamming of doors, where's... It's very stressful that, isn't it? Yeah, and their anxiety levels are growing and growing. And... um, yeah, I think that scares them. And that but, isn't something that you have to think, oh, I must remember not to do that. It's something you don't actually do. do. We don't do it, so yeah. we it, don't swear. And that's a big, big shock for these children as well. We have a six-year-old that's got a toilet mouth worse than <laughs> an adult. Um, well, he did have, um, but they don't hear us swear. We don't swear at each other. We don't use that language. Um and I will, they laugh because if my son goes on the speakerphone, I'll say, you are on speakerphone, yeah. please watch your <laughs> language. It all sounds very familiar to me, all of this. <laughs> uh, it also is very familiar. And the, the other thing that is part of your personality, your, your ethos, I suppose, is honesty is absolutely... Yeah, the, you've the got to centre. be honest with these children to the extent that they understand, not blurt out all the legal jargon, why they're in care. But if they ask you a question, you need to be honest with that answer because you lose their trust, that's it, you've lost full stop. Because then they've then their brain say, oh, well, look, I couldn't trust my birth family. You've shown I can't trust you. So why are you asking me to trust you? It's a really interesting point, that. And, and, and we're going to talk about, you know, some of the challenges of, of, of fostering and what and what they're like and what they bring in everything and I'd be really candid about that and and when we were chatting before we started recording we were just talking about in all in all life people's strive for perfection um which doesn't really exist does it life family life is messy isn't it in all yeah. families across the UK yeah uh, we're all... If you have money or you don't have money, yeah. it's still the same. Even with these people with lots and lots of money, they'll still have the same issues that people that with no money have. But uh, a lot of parents have an idea of their job is to protect, yeah. to keep a perfect bubble going. And that can sometimes come at the cost of honesty, can't it? Mm. Whereas I think the point here is that having an open, honest policy above anything else is and that authenticity is is actually really important. Well, it's worked for us for yeah. 20 plus years. So, and we've got children that come back. We have children that phone me up if they have an issue. Even now they're getting into their adult life. We're actually going to a wedding for one of our 
girls. Um, but yeah, that's nice that we've been honest and open and it's nice that they know even once they've left us that they can come back and talk to us or if they have an issue they can rely on us to help them through it. How many children have you have you fostered over 20 years? 78 we're up to at the moment. Wow. We've gone from bringing them home from hospital to mum and babies to teenagers. We've done basically the whole package really. It's a book or a film in itself, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it is, it is. Uh, but I mean, you, you're a great person for us to talk to, to, to get some insight. And, and I do want to ask you about, for people who are thinking about, about fostering, what the challenges are going to be, what are the bits that people should be prepared for? Prepared for them. They might sit there for the first two weeks. They class it as a honeymoon period. And everything's going nice and then you take yourself off the gas really and think oh yeah this is great it's all going yeah they're happy they're not then all of a sudden the explosions start there's that there's a smell of because when you get these children you get a semi-profile because social workers don't know the 100 percent picture because they're not going to get told that so they will come in with some information for you but it's the carer that learns more about the child because they're doing it 24 7 but it could be a smell it could be a noise that triggers something and then you might have slamming and swearing and all the aggro off them or um yeah it is challenging it is challenging if you do mum and baby because mums are teenagers themselves or they need um caring as much as the baby needs the care because they haven't been mothered yes yeah, so you mean when you have both yeah with you yeah i can imagine that's challenging so um you're like caring trying to teach her how to look after her own baby but also trying to care for her as well and show what caring as a mother is um i enjoy that but then you don't know what the process is going to be it's very hard when the mum has to leave and you're left with the baby because she's lost it all completely. Um, but yeah, or you have teenagers that think they can party to and not listen. And some of these situations that we're talking about are extremely stressful. You know, if they, if they, happen, if they happen to you once a year it's really stressful but if it's happening to you once a day yeah if you have the police at your door every day bringing the child back and the child doesn't actually want to be here but how do you personally cope what what are your mechanisms for sort of being able to kind of to personally deal with that on your on your shoulders because it's stressful isn't it oh yeah it's stressful it's um normally i laugh it off it sounds awful but I laugh it off and go, yeah, yeah, here you go. Um, we've had people that the police have brought back and within five minutes of the police leaving, they've walked out again, so we've waved goodbye because <laughs> we know what we have to do to start the process all over again. Um, but yeah, it's stressful in the time, but you've got to laugh it off and think, right, okay, what did we do? Don't blame yourself that you've done something wrong. 
don't take it to heart that it's you that's done it's something. It's not personal. No, it isn't personal. They don't mean to hurt you, but they will, because you are their advocate and you are their punch bag, and yeah, you will get everything thrown at you. And would you say that's got easier over time, or is it kind of always as challenging? Um, I think when we first started, because we had babies there, not ch- well, they are challenging in a way, but they're not challenging in that sense. But when you hit the teenage stage, yeah, and they think, oh, look at me, I'm big now, I can, especially if they get bigger than you are. <laughs> <laughs> and we're lucky, our son's quite tall, so I'll say, look, he can't get away with it at the size he is, so you're not going to get away with it. But yeah. And what about the best bits? What about the real rewarding bits that make it all For us personally, the rewarding bits are when the children want to come back, want to visit you, um, when you've had a child adopted and you're part of that adoption family. And that's the best bit. It's hard when you're handing the child over. I will not disagree with that. I've had a few tears. And my husband's driving down the road crying as much as I am. Um, but yeah, it is rewarding. Or it's when, um, like one of the boys we've got now, say, I'm not leaving. This is my home. I'm staying. So yeah, it is rewarding in that sense. But that's the nice bit. There's all the other bits to go along with that. And what, what would be your best advice to give to people who are, who are thinking about this? Or, or I know you, you'll meet people who are just starting sort of back when you were 20 years ago. What are, your, what are your best advice lines? Go in with open eyes. Yes, they will teach you all sorts of things and why the children are in this situation. But don't go in saying, I can change this child course sometimes you can't and understand yes they will want to go back to birth family because they're safe in that environment where when they come into a carer's environment it's alien to them it's alien that there's no fighting there's no slamming of doors there's no crockery going there's no drugs on the table there's food in the cupboards that's alien to them children and that's the bit that they sometimes can't get over. And they will go back home. If a child says to you, I want to go back home, we try our hardest to work towards that. Um, we've done it with a few teenagers and we've done it so that they can go for the weekend, try it out. At least then we're dropping off, we're picking up. And then sometimes we know if it's not good, we know before if it's not going to work or it is going to work. And the ones that aren't going to work, let them try it out. Let them work it out for themselves that this isn't going to work. Because if you sit there and say, this isn't going to work, it's like your own children. If you say, I don't like that partner you're with, they're going to home in on that one. Let them work that bit out, especially when they're a teenager and they're getting into 16 high schools finishing and it's college and I'm a big person now and I can do what I please let them try it out but you support them with that and then if it, you deep down will know if it's going to work or not work but you don't tell that child it's not going to work because they're just going to go back to that life 
And in terms of your own characteristics, again, for people listening who are, who are thinking about starting this, this journey, what do you think are the most important characteristics? Like I say, go with open art. Don't go in for, oh, I'm going to get this little boy and he's going to be part of our family forever and ever. Because you'll get a shock when they hit teens and they want to go home. You might have them for six, seven, eight, ten years. They still want to go home. You are like their stopgap. You are supporting birth family, the children and their future. And you are supporting that child. You're their advocate for that child. We're just there to support the child to get through life and show what life should be and hopefully at the end of the day make them happy and content in what's gone on previously to what they can change in the future. I could talk to you all day. Um, it's, it's, it's been really, really good and I think, and I really appreciate, I really appreciate your time, but also, you know, complete, you know, openness about, about, about what it's like and everything and, um, yeah, it's it's been hopefully a lot of people will be will be interested in in what you've said and uh, it'll give people an idea of what what it's like to to foster children. Mm. Maybe maybe someone else will foster 78 children after oh. hearing this. <laughs>